Hi, dear listener. Zach here. I'm proud of the work we did on Call of Discovery and Keyforge Public Radio, and last year I took my love of podcasts full-time with my company, Rooster High Productions. If you know someone with a business who wants to broadcast their expertise through podcasts and derived social media marketing, send them my way to Zach at RoosterHigh.com. Thank you so much. And welcome to Call of Discovery, the podcast where we invite you to join us for a weekly or fortnightly celebration of all things Keyforge, its community, and the excitement of discovery. I am still your host, Ed Pocock, even though the worlds have now collided. And today we are going to be following our trend last week of doing a first look at Worlds Collide. So I am actually sat down opening my second deck of Worlds Collide straight after the first one. So you are invited essentially to join me in the discovery of this deck as I take a first look at Worlds Collide. For those of you who missed the last episode, uh, go back and check it out. But I've been avoiding all spoilers for Worlds Collide. So this is truly my first experience of the new set and I am so excited to get a view of what's in it. I've seen some little bits. It's been very difficult to stay active in Keyforge and in the community without seeing some things, but I've done my very, very best and I hope to share that excitement of discovery with you. Ultimately, this is the most call of discovery thing that we can possibly do without further ado let's dive in once again keyforge looking good in purple here and in the last deck we had very much existing houses so i'm hoping that we've got some new new ones in here but if we don't oh, these side opening decks i really like them we do we have a brobnar shadows and Saurian lineup. And what a name as well. It is the creature that befuddles amateurs. I love that. What a name. You can follow this on Decks of Keyforge because by the time this podcast airs, this will be up on Decks of Keyforge. Everything will be available via that. Please do follow along. The link will be in the show notes. Okay. The creature that befuddles amateurs. I love it. So there's no point in me taking too much time to look at the list, but I can see a couple of Gang of Chieftains on there, suggesting that good old Gang of Chieftain hasn't left, uh, is still part of the community. So first up, we've got Shadows. Into the Night. So it looks like a Sanctum Knight. They're not gone. Is wandering around uh, aimlessly. Maybe he's lost something as a Svar Elf disappears into the night with some of the some of the pesky fairies as well. It's an action card, and it's got a playability until the start of your next turn. Non-shadows creatures cannot be used to fight. 
Okay, I really like this. Uh, obviously, Shadows has been part of every single set so far. So we're going to be seeing a lot of Shadows, particularly in competitive play, I think. But do Shadows creatures always want to fight? Sometimes. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. This card almost feels like it would be more suited to dis. It's very much a disruption orientated card. I think we'll have to play with that to find out how useful it is and it's probably going to be quite deck dependent. We have a Dusk Runner. Dusk Runner is back. Wonderful. I love the art on this card so I'm super happy about that. Pestering Blow. And we have three of these. Goodness, they all have an amber pip, they're all an action, and they say deal one damage to a creature and enrage it. Uh, there is a bit of a bit of flavor text here as well. That order get his attention, Dodger. So there's a, a creature that's been whizzing around, almost like the Flash, uh, whizzing around some Brobnar Giant, and uh, the Brobnar Giant looks pretty enraged. So I was of the impression that Enrage was going to be broadly a Brobnar mechanic. So this is really interesting to see it on Shadows. Has an Amber Pip, so that's nice. One damage to a creature. You know, that's going to get rid of your Dusk Witch and some other bits and bobs that you might want to get rid of, so that's useful. Having to fight with a creature if able is going to do the rest of the job there, I think, um, with a lot of creatures. Or maybe you want to enrage your own creature, but I don't know enough about the set yet to, to know whether you might want to do that. Okay, the next one is Mug. And, um, oh, this is brilliant. Another dad joke going on here. There's someone with a, a money bags uh, in their pocket and the money is falling out. Maybe it's been cut open by an elf that is wandering along behind them and uh, essentially mugging them, but mugging them using a mug to put the gold in. I love this. I love all of these dad jokes. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's an action ability anyway. It's got an amber pip as well. It's play move one amber from a creature to your pool. Deal two damage to that creature. Okay, so you can, let's say a Saurian has exalted. You can move their amber to your pool or you can move an amber from oh i've got saurians in this so if i've got some of the exalt keyword i can take that amber from uh, that i've used to exalt the saurians with and i can put that in my pool and deal them two damage and that's fine i think because saurians i believe from what i understand are quite generally larger creatures so very very interesting card and the amber pip too Inky Gloom, we had this last week. Play effect, your opponent cannot use creatures to reap on their next turn. Again, I think this is going to be very deck dependent. So let's move on. Hawk, and I think this is one of the cards that I have accidentally seen. It's been spoiled. I believe because of the leaderboards, I think Hawk is one of the first cards that's going to get the alternative art treatment. As a junkie of the art of Keyforge, I'm very, very happy that they are doing these alternative art cards. So Hawk has an Amber Pip, it's an action ability, and it's a play effect. Destroy an artifact, if you do, gain one Amber. Well, there's usually an artifact on the field somewhere. And uh, it's always good to have a bit of artifact control. To get an amber in addition to that as well, even better. It has a, a bit of flavor text here as well. Orb of Wonder. Best I can do is two bits. So the, the art on this one is absolutely amazing. It's got a kind of gypsy, maybe circus themed uh, 
little house with a, an elf popping its head out of it and um, lots of lots of lighting very very much kind of murky environment as well I love this art, but also from what I understand as well, shadows, the, the elves don't have any proper home, so they maybe do live, some of them like gypsies, wandering around with no fixed address. Okay, next one is Hit and Run. We have this in the last set as well. Deal two damage to a creature, return a friendly creature to your hand. I think this is very nice if you've got some interesting play effects going on there. It's maybe too early in us looking at this deck to see if we've got some interesting play effects on creatures. I don't think we've seen any so far, and that's an interesting one. We haven't actually seen any creatures so far. So that Dusk Runner is, is going to be useless if we don't find... Ah, here we go. Breaker Hill. This is a creature. It's Elf and Thief traded. It's one power, so very, very small power. And it's, it's, they look like they're having an adventure. Maybe they're looking at a torch. Um, they're underground or in some kind of next dimension vibe style place. It's elusive and it says each of Breaker Hill's neighbours gain action. Steal one amber. Oh my gosh. This, is a, this could be a witch. This really could be a witch. Let's say this one fits in in between, and, and it's a shame we don't have Taunt in this set. Uh, maybe we do. We, we've lost Sanctum, which is generally the Taunt house, though. If we had some Taunt creatures that could protect this one, that could be super powerful to be able to then reap with those creatures, and uh, you could really cause some havoc, uh, stealing, stealing lots of amber. I think we're going to be seeing quite a few very, very interesting decks with this card in. Love the art as well. Okay. Oh no, it's a couple of bad pennies. Ooh, what can I do with these? Maybe there's something I can do with these. And I think for a house as powerful as Shadows, it's got to have a card or two that's probably a bit of a dud in a lot of decks. A bad penny very much, I think, sits in that sits in that uh, space. Uh, so we could use our Pestering Blows on them if we wanted to and or needed to. We could do two damage to them with Hit and Run if we wanted to or needed to. Honestly, I'm not sure about this. And I think Into the Night as well, I don't know if it affects that too much, but probably probably, uh, probably not going to see too much use of these bad pennies. But it's going to be interesting. Wow, we are into the Saurians. Okay, here goes, here goes. We have a, this is a rare. It's a dinosaur and philosopher. It is Livia the Elder. It is a four power Four power creature. It has a reap ability. You may exalt Livia the Elder if you do. Each friendly creature fights fight effects and reap effects are fight reap effects for the remainder of the turn. Oh my goodness. So you can really have a lot of flexibility with your deck with this one. Oh, just on the just on the Saurian side, because it's on, on your turn only. But I'm just I'm gobsmacked by the art of this it is absolutely stunning i love what they've done with these these roman dinosaurs it's such a fascinating thing to do whoever put philosophers and dinosaurs together i guess people have called philosophers dinosaurs in the past but but this is taking it one step further so i think we're going to have to see more of the cards to know how impactful that ability is actually going to be in this deck gargantadon Okay, it took me a while, I have to admit, to, to pronounce that. 16 power. 
Oh my goodness. And I thought my Khalifi dragon was uh, huge. But this, the art here is a, a crazy huge dragon wearing lots of bling, essentially standing over a poor terrorized city. Potentially architecture there looks similar to the sanctum architecture in um, Hadrian's Wall. So maybe a bit of crossover there, maybe sanctum being traumatized by by the, the Saurians here. It's a beast. It enters place stunned, which makes sense uh, because it's so huge. Gargantadon only deals four damage when fighting. Okay, so it sticks around. Um, it's not going to do a Khalifi dragon, but it sticks around. That that makes sense. I imagine that something quite as big as that probably isn't going to be moving quite as nimbly as a Sfar elf. So having that and dealing with that would be a, a different prospect. I like the way that they've incorporated that into the card design. It has more though. Each amber that would be stolen is captured by a creature controlled by the active player instead. Okay, so more steel hate going on there. So if your opponent's got a Kota Shadows lineup and they're using that to try and deal lots of damage to you, or let's say they're doing too much to protect, the too much to protect still works, but as in they're going to capture that but they can't steal it. I absolutely love this card. It's a way of dealing with the the strength of steel without completely and utterly nullifying it and uh, meaning that those cards are, are no longer going to be seen in, in high-level tournaments. This is a really interesting card and very, very tough to remove, particularly with effects like Ward coming into play as well. I'm looking forward to playing this. We have three of the next one, and it is Tricerian Legionary. This card looks great. It's a dinosaur soldier. Oh, it could almost be an untamed creature. I don't know if it's meant to look cute, but it kind of does. It's taunt. It's taunted. Uh, so we do have some taunt. This one can sit alongside Breaker Hill from the Shadows lineup and can steal two and can start stealing stuff and protecting that one from, from getting getting attacked. So I'm really liking this synergy with three of these, get that Breaker Hill out, flank them with these two, and then these two gain Reap, steal one. And then with the other Saurian as well, you can, you can combo it with Livia the Elder so that actually that's a fight Reap effect. So if you want to fight, you can steal, steal one. Oh, I love this. That's great. And three of these as well. But the best part of this is it's playability and ward a friendly creature. So you can ward that shadows creature so it can't be got rid of. So Breaker Hill is still there. It's still warded. There's nothing that you can do about it. Oh, these Saurians are looking interesting. So let's go for the next one. Senator Sphinx. No, Senator Shrinks. Okay, so Senator Shrinks is a four power, one armor. We've still got a bit of armor going on here. Dinosaur Politician. You may spend amber on Senator Shrinks as if it were in your pool. And there's Play Reap. You can exalt Senator Shrinks. So Senator Shrinks is maybe a politician that doesn't play by the rules, wants to do things a bit risky and is happy to uh, to to exalt themselves. I imagine that this is being maybe slightly more bombastic than they would be otherwise. 
I really like the theme here. I like the metaphor for it as well. And um, I like the style. So you can look at your opponent's deck list and you can say, okay, have they got anything that's going to impact negatively on this? Have they got anything that's going to be able to take that amber off me next turn? Have they got anything that can kill this next turn? If not then you can you can time it so that you can forge keys with amber on the sphinx shrinks the shrinks yes the shrinks and our next card is Ritor Galem Galem Golem Golem Ritor Golem why do they keep on making cards that are so hard to pronounce um we have two of these in the deck they are three power dinosaur philosopher creatures and this art is slightly different to the art on the other dinosaurs it's much more cartoony uh, but i do like it it's like that martian chicken i think the cards are called extinction so it looks like the same art possibly the same artist i'll have to look it up it's got a playability your opponent's keys cost plus three during their next turn very very nice so it's like a creature with a lash and your opponent can do nothing about it i like this card very much it's got a reap effect. You may exalt this creature if you do. Your opponent's keys cost plus three during their next turn. So I can, if I ward this creature, I can protect this creature and I can use it against my opponent to keep their keys costing a bit more. Oh, I'm so excited to get these on the table. Really like this. And with what we've seen with those three Triserian legionaries, we can, we can do exactly that. We can ward them. And maybe even we can put them next to the Breaker Hill card. With that, we can we can reap with them to steal one. Perfectus Ludo. Again, with the hard-to-pronounce names. Guys, five, five power, dinosaur politician, and each other friendly creature gains destroyed ability. Move each amber on this creature to the common supply. That's powerful. So if your opponent, if you've got a load of amber captured from your opponent or you've exalted loads, then that amber is not going to go back to your opponent when that creature is destroyed. I think this is more powerful than it looks at first. And I think there's probably a lot more that you can do with it. It's maybe a little bit situational. I, I think let's find out. But it's very much an interesting card. Odoak the Patrician. And I think I'm pronouncing this one right. This is another dinosaur politician. It's another five power creature. And this one looks absolutely great. It's a feathered dinosaur. And it's nice to see them building into what dinosaurs actually looked like. Because they weren't like Jurassic Park. They weren't, they weren't scaly. They were, I, I believe, from what I understand, more feathery than anything else. So this is probably a real dinosaur. Um, I love the art on this one. This one looks great. Play capture one. Whilst Odoak the Patrician has amber on it, your amber can't be stolen. Oh my gosh, so more steel hate in this. Your amber can't be stolen, but with Breaker Hill in here, you can do a lot of stealing yourself. I like this very, very much. One thing I will say, though, is from what we've seen of this deck so far, it likes to have creatures on the board. It likes to have things that it can do with those creatures on the board. So if your opponent is not letting you get a board... I wonder how well this deck can perform. The next one, we've got two upgrades here. Imperial Scutum. Scutum? Possibly? I'm not sure. This is probably a Brad Andre's question, but it looks like a shield that is on a wall with a, uh, a Sarian symbol on it. 
is got an amber pip. This creature gets plus two armor and gains destroyed. Move each amber on this creature to the common supply. Again, thinking through that is probably going to take more playing than anything else, but it's nice to see a bit of armor in this set. You can probably do a couple of things with this. You can put this on an opponent's creature to give them a couple of amber, yes, but at the same time, you move the amber that they've captured onto the common supply. Actually, no, what am I saying? You put this on one of your creatures, you gain the amber, you've exalted a lot, but that amber's going back to the common supply when it's destroyed, it's not going to your opponent. And from what, I don't think there are any cards that target upgrades, so this could be a super fun and powerful card to play. Next, we have good old War Grumpus. We're into Brobnar, and uh, War Grumpus is uh, one of, I think, the most fun cards in Brobnar in, in Age of Ascension. It looks very, very grumpy indeed. It's the flavor text on it, really, isn't it? Only the Brobnar would look at a Grumpus and say, yeah, I'll tame that. I think that pretty much sums it up. Okay, we have a new creature here. This is Mugwump. I believe this is new, at least I don't have a deck with it in. It's a six power giant, of course it's a giant. After an enemy creature is destroyed fighting Mugwump, fully heal Mugwump and give it a plus one power counter. We've got our two Ganga Chieftains in here. With those two Ganga Chieftains, could that be a really good combo with this one? I think we'll, we'll probably have to find out. We have the Flex. Choose a ready, friendly Brobnar creature. Exhaust it and gain Amber equal to half of its power. We love this card. This card is great, particularly if you've got a big one. Slimy Jark. What a name. And this is another goblin. This is like Bingle Bang Bang. This is the, the small creature equivalent to the big giants of Brobnar. It's one power. Uh, skirmish and elusive. And it says fight. Enrage the creature, Slimy Jark fights. So even if you don't kill that creature, you enrage it, which limits your opponent's options of things to do with it. However, with Enrage, I'm just thinking back to our Saurian lineup. The first creature that we looked at in the Saurian lineup, Livia the Elder, changes everything to a fight reap effect. So a lot of the effects that Enrage is looking to negate is still relevant when you've got that card out interesting looking forward to playing with this one with the skirmish and the elusive i think this one could maybe stay on the board longer than people think and maybe it could fly under the radar a bit and do a bit more damage to your opponent than they first suspect but maybe it's no bingle bang bang uh bingle bang bang being the creature that deals five damage to each of a creature that's been fought's neighbors that that deals more kind of critical critical hits potentially Mog Hunter is the next one. We've got a Mugwump and we've got a Mog Hunter. Really going for the theme here. It's a six power giant creature and it's got a fight ability. Deal two damage to a flank creature. I like this. It's a little bit of extra damage, but again, maybe not as powerful as a couple of those other creatures that we were just talking about. Good to have a big body on, on, the, uh, on the field though. The real trophy is the Scar. <laughs> I like it, I like it. And doubling down there on the female giants in Brobnar, which is, is great to see. The next one, we've got a couple of artifacts here. We've got Staff, and this is a gives you an amber pip, and it says, enrage a creature, give that creature a plus one power counter. Okay, so Brobnar really moving into the field of those plus one power counters there. Lots of enrage going on. Untamed were very much that plus one power counter setup in 
Age of Ascension, so it's interesting to see that move across now. I like, I, I really like the uh, flavor text on this one. A weapon or a motivational tool? It all depends on who's holding it. I think that maybe has a bit of a dark side. But I like this. I guess it's going to stick around. Lots of enrage. It's going to keep boards maybe smaller than they would have been otherwise. But if you've got if you're faced with a bunch of creatures that your opponent wants to fight and you don't want them to be fighting, then maybe this isn't quite as interesting as it first looked and it's not quite a gauntlet of command in some ways. Hmm, I think one we'll have to play with. We've got a Grok in here for good measure, so your opponent loses one. And we've got a couple more cards. A Barn Raising. Oh gosh, literally a, uh, a Brobnar Giant. Looks like a Biker Giant. Or possibly, is that a Brobnar Giant? Do you know what? That could be even a future house or something. It could be a kind of a Norse-themed Viking house. I guess we'll see. But they've definitely raised a barn behind them is in flames. So play for the remainder of your turn. Your opponent loses one amber each time a friendly creature fights. There's probably quite a few creatures that want to fight in this deck. Um, that could be a, a useful and an interesting thing to, to do. And it's nice that it's your opponent loses the amber as well. A good way of getting them off a key. And it's nice to have a way of getting your opponent off a key in each house. Final card here is Alaka. Alaka is a four power giant and she has the effect of if you have used a creature to fight this turn, Alaka enters play ready. Okay. So with all of these creatures here, if you're able to play Alaka a little bit later on and you're probably going to be fighting quite a lot with double ganger chieftain and war grumpus, this could be a very interesting combination indeed. I think of the two decks I've opened, I think this one is looking to be a little bit more powerful. I'm off to a prime championship tomorrow, so I'm very much looking forward to having a couple of games with this on the train on the way over. Thanks again for everyone for listening and joining in with us. This is only the beginning of the Worlds Collide content that we are producing, and we want you to be as excited about adventuring and exploring through the many worlds of this new set as we are. This is very much a first look, so let us know what we've missed. Let us know what interesting things this deck does that we've completely failed to explain and explore. Let us know what you whether you like these first look episodes. I'm enjoying doing them, so I think there's going to be more. But let us know what you think of them. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us now on Instagram. And you can email us questions at discoverkeyforge at gmail.com. But most importantly, if you think a friend would like this podcast, please do help them to discover it. Thank you very much and enjoy exploring Worlds Collide.